Hello and welcome everyone. We are the question marks and I have here with me Nora. Hi. Julia. Hi. Tommy. Hello. And myself, Adam. And today we're exploring the topic of food from different angles. Guys, first, talk about you. Do you guys consume any content related to food? I'm guessing the answer is yes, but what kind of content are you consuming? Do you watch videos, uh, tutorials perhaps, or do you read magazines? What do you do regarding food, which is not eating? Julia? Well, I like the cooking shows. Uh, mm. uh, it doesn't matter if it's uh, the Große Backen, which is basically a cooking um, contest in Germany for amateur pastry chefs or I don't know so it's wow. really funny and I really like uh, the house kitchen mm, yeah. uh, from Ramsey, obviously and Jamie Oliver too so yeah I like yeah. cooking shows an important question uh, when you're watching these uh, do you feel hungry or uh, are you watching these at night when you can't uh, possibly like get anything uh, uh, like a full meal other than you know just craving and uh, maybe getting things out of the fridge. What do you do when you watch these videos? Well, this is part for entertaining. So I like the beautiful mm-hmm. uh, gastro photography, or I don't know how these are portrayed, how the different colors and the different dishes are portraying these shows but I also like to get inspired by them so um, sometimes I also cook what I see. Mm, that That's really good to hear and obviously you know Gordon Ramsay uh, if we're talking about him obviously his personality is part of what makes his shows really entertaining but yeah we're gonna start seeing a pattern here uh, so just move on. Nori what do you watch? Regarding food. Well, I myself don't really watch cooking shows because I get hungry all the time when I'm watching them. So I just usually watch like entertaining cooking shows like House Kitchen. But that's all. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, House Kitchen is not one of the cooking shows uh, portraying or depicting appetizing meals. So it's not really easy to get hungry over. Uh, an angry chef yelling at people for more. Yeah, I really like your proactivity here because there is a problem with like the unlimited supply of food content, which we're going to touch on more later, which is, um, you know, we get easily hungry looking at food and it's not always good if we don't control our diet uh, or what we take in. You're really good in this uh, manner and... Uh, Wow, I admire, I admire this. Tommy, what about you? Well, I usually watch YouTube videos about cooking, but not the regular one, like when a pro chef is making something interesting. More like, uh, more bizarre ones, like uh, Asians uh, cook giant crabs or a lobster alive. Or one of my favorite uh, YouTubers, Alex Zoltan. (laughs) <laughs> a Hungarian master chef. Uh, I think his videos are really entertaining and he has some really adventurous uh, recipes yeah. that I would <laughs> like to try sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
We don't want to trick the foreigner or listeners, though. So Alex Zoltan is not uh, exactly the type of master chef that you're thinking of. He is, uh, it's best if you look him up. Food is so great, and it's uh, and the variety and the diversity of uh, what we can do in the kitchen is huge, and uh, it goes way back. So, yeah, I can imagine myself watching these as well. However, normally I. I like seeing advertising food. Yeah, when it comes to me, I um, I started watching cooking videos when I was 14, and it inspired basically my my passion for for food, and that's how I learned how to cook on an amateur level. Guys, I haven't heard uh, much uh, about your cooking um, habits. Do you do you cook uh, on a daily or weekly basis, or if you do? What do you cook? What kind of meals? And um, if you don't, do you eat out? Do you order takeaways? What do you do? How do, how do you eat? How do you survive? Nori? Uh, I usually cook every day, actually. When I was younger, I did not because my mom did all the work. But nowadays, I cook a lot because of quarantine. I think I'm quite good now. I was thinking of opening, you know, a Thai street food kitchen or something like this after this whole quarantine stuff is over so yeah i really like fresh vegetables and meat and thai and chinese cuisine and uh, i'm a huge fan of italian cuisine as well and pastas but it's not so good for my body so i'm trying to just use as much vegetables and like chicken and meat as as much as i can yeah, yeah, it's important you mentioned two things. One, uh, one of the things is the quarantine, which forces us to to stay at home and uh, we can eat out. So we either order takeaways or cook for ourselves. So uh, comfort food is um, ha- has an increasing popularity and it and it has been popular uh, way back before the quarantine. But now, it's really it's really um, a relevant topic for everyone. So it's good to hear, and it's good to hear that you mentioned diet as well, because if we're thinking of um, a healthy diet, we got to include cooking for ourselves, and we got to get that habit into our lives, because whenever we cook for ourselves, we control the amounts and the, the likes of the food, the ingredients. Fresh ingredients are always better. Uh, I like hearing that you, that you use a lot of vegetables, and you know, you can control the exact amount of nutrients packed into your food, which you then intake into your body. And uh, it's just so beautiful. It's yet another angle of food that's um, that, uh, really important. Julia, you, you said you you cook for yourself. How often and what likes of food do you do? Don't cook on a daily basis. And when I do, I don't cook, I bake. You got me so I, I really like homemade pastries. And I like to challenge myself. So I have a sourdough now at home, which is wow. like a pet. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think that he, he has died or it, it has died. So, oh, no. so it's a bit sad. Yeah. Uh, but I really like uh, the pastries. Um, and my favorite ingredient, like, well, not for the pastries, but these are the chickpeas. Oh, uh, I got addicted to them like two years ago and I can't help it. My family isn't happy about it because I cook everything with chickpeas, chickpeas and cauliflower curry or wow. chick- chickpeas in everything. 
Yeah, chickpeas but they, are really they are good. Really cool. Yeah, uh, you can you can uh, like chickpeas are so versatile and uh, and it's so good to hear like hummus. I'm I'm a sucker for hummus anyway, but you know chickpeas are really healthy as well. And uh, it's good that you mentioned chickpeas because uh, it falls into the category of superfoods, which are really hype as well right now. It's it's good that we have trends of. Um, you know, good things like healthy lifestyle and um, and healthy uh, dietary choices. And then you know, there's things like uh, veganism and uh, and other other categories of diets. What what do you guys think of that, by the way? Before we move on to Tommy's cooking habits, because uh, I didn't include that into this show, but it's interesting to to like uh, explore everyone's um, like surface level views. Do you think it's important? It's helping the environment. Uh, do you think vegan diets can be as versatile as um, meat eater diets as well? What do you think, girls, Nori? Um, I think it's totally okay to follow a vegan diet, but I myself wouldn't be able to do this because I'm a huge fan of ham and chicken and good Spanish and Italian hams. And I can't help it, and I really just can't resist myself when I when I see something nice. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, Julia. Well, I I won't go vegan. Uh, let's hmm. say so. I am not a huge fan of meat. Well, I like it, but I'm a huge fan of dairy products, so like milk. I really like milk, um, but I don't really like to cook with meat. Uh, I don't really like to prepare meat, and mm -hmm. uh, therefore I don't really eat a lot of meat. So you, you could possibly go vegan if you needed to, but you don't want to like skip dairy products and. Uh ditch them sometimes i like the taste of some um some meaty dishes mm -hmm. yeah i can i can totally agree with you here tommy what do you think about veganism i think i wouldn't be able to be a vegan i like meat way too much and uh also, if you don't do it properly, it can be unhealthy. Like, uh, I remember when I dated with girls, they, there were always many vegans. <laughs> and they always told me that they had to stop their diet because their doctor said so, that it's not good for them. Yeah. So, if you really want to go vegan, I think you really have to think, think it out how to consume enough vitamins and other stuff your body needs. And for my cooking skills, well, uh, I can cook some stuff. I'm not the best chef, I admit. But uh, because of the university, I live totally alone, so I have to solve the problem to eat something. So those days when I have time, I cook for myself. Those days when not, I usually eat pre-produced food. Yeah, it's not good, but time is... Yeah, so it's money, good that you mentioned you know. time as well, because 
people without the right skills uh, of cooking think that cooking is always uh, time-consuming. It doesn't have to be. Well, the thing is, yeah, so it's good that you feel the the need for cooking for yourself because it, you could just go out every day and and uh, eat at McDonald's and, and get away with it, but it's good that you feel like you need to cook for yourself sometimes. Uh, the thing is, because I haven't talked about myself yet, uh, I am sort of a hobby cook. I have a YouTube channel, uh, um, which um, is regarding, you know, food. Uh, but I cook for myself uh, very often because I work out as well. And it's uh, really easy if you get the hang of it. If you if you know yourself, know what you like to eat, and you know where to get your ingredients from, uh, and you and you make this a habit. This could like meal prepping could uh, really be fun and easy and be an everyday habit of yours. And I think everyone, especially college students, uh, should um, should do this because and it's uh, more affordable. Ultimately, you know, healthy bio products are are um, really like more expensive than than processed food. But if you plan your meals well enough and you and you um, spend the right amount of money on this and you plan your spendings as well, it could be more affordable in the bigger picture. Say in a year you spend less on food. Uh, if you plan everything, then if you just um, walk around and like hop into a fast food restaurant every day uh, whenever you're hungry, because ultimately snacking will cost you more uh, health and money-wise than uh, planned uh, consuming of food. So moving on, there's a lot of other things when it comes to veganism. It's important to consider a well-planned out diet, but when then we come to think, you know, uh, what if we're not vegans, uh, but still uh, planning our meals, it's still important, even if you're not vegan. I think veganism is uh, has a great cause, helping the environment. Uh, I'm not standing on the uh, moral angle on here, I don't even have a stance, I don't have that kind of empathy that they do towards animals, but still it's bad for the environment because in the meat industry, there's um, an increasing use of antibiotics, and it's um, making a lot of bacteria and um, viruses, not, not viruses, just bacteria, immune to certain antibiotics because it's overused. And that's one of the things. And then there's the methane pollution. Uh, we don't want to get into that because I got into it a little bit. and So it's, so it's a bit more complicated than yeah, that. Yeah, it's way more complicated. Me personally, I would never go vegan because I, I'm like a bit of grey in this matter. But I still want to eat meat because it's available and I don't feel moral pressure on me. And I don't know if we should or should not. I'm not an advocate. I just brought it up because uh, we, we touched on it. So, uh, furthermore, it's not the topic of this show. The topic of this show is food and our relationship to it. So, now we're going to get into a little more detailed um, topics right after the signal. As a first century Roman gourmet, Apicius said, we eat first with our eyes, and this, is, this has been proven 
scientifically, the looks of food and the depiction of food is and as has always been really important. You can all imagine yourselves looking at food pictures and videos as we already uh, touched on them. And we talked about how it gets us hungry when we look at these, even, you know, not the most appetizing meals, but when we look at the process of making food and a well-plated dish, we get hungry, we run down to the fridge or order takeaway or cook for ourselves, you know, everyone does different things, reacts differently. But the bottom line is the depiction of food is way more important than... And food in general is way more and goes way further than just um, than just uh, mere sustenance and, you know, satisfying the basic needs, the bottom of the Maslow Pyramid. So, you know, food affects the neurotransmitters, which we don't go into more detail than this. Uh, it's enough that we know that it affects our brain and our mood. And um, when we look at food, it sort of does the same thing, but it tricks our brain because, you know, if we don't get the actual nutrients out, we just uh, know that food gives us nutrients. And when we look at a pretty plate of food, we start craving those more than we should. Research shows that obesity and the increasing obesity is and could be linked to um the abundance of um, food content. You know, a lot of people watch food videos nowadays, a lot of people see advertisements of food, and it all gets us hungry, and food is really available now, like in many shapes and forms, and it's not always the best health option to order or, you know, to to buy something uh, processed, because... Usually people don't cook, people go for the processed food and what's more available and easier to get. And uh, that's, that, that satisfies our hunger too. Our hunger for different flavors. Um, it's really going back to the basics. We like things that taste good. Uh, and it's coming from the evolutionary um, roots. Like people like things that taste good to them that this uh, helped us avoid poisonous things and helped us get a, um, a well-balanced diet. But nowadays, we can achieve that great taste without uh, the nu- nutritious background. And it's, it could be really harmful. I don't know. Uh, what, are your, what are your thoughts on this, guys? Uh, do you think that this should be controlled more or... Um, diet and healthy lifestyle should be way more in the focus than it is now? Well, I think that uh, we have a lot of information. So now it's uh, it's pretty much um, restricted, I think, to give us the nutrition data on the, on the food what we buy. So not only the processed food, but uh, also the ingredients. So I think that this is a good direction and mm-hmm. uh, but but cooking uh, requires a lot of money actually and a lot of time and I think that uh, a lot of people don't have these so I think that um, that the thing that processed food is actually cheaper 
and mm, more accessible than cooking at home is that that is the problem not that people don't eat healthy they don't have the possibility they don't have the opportunity to eat mm-hmm, healthy mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with this. And this is a huge problem. And it's good that you mentioned it because uh, the thing is that it hasn't, uh, it doesn't have to be like this. Like uh, we have to increase the importance and we have to talk about the importance of the farmer's market. And we have to talk about the importance of learning basic cooking skills. Uh, it has to be, uh, it has to be uh, talked about and it's way more important And the thing is that with enough, uh, right, with the right tools, you know, in education, we could achieve an increasing health. Like, by the way, health problems, uh, I heard and I read that are like compared to older ages, like uh, the previous generations, we don't suffer from as many health problems as they did because of the increasing uh healthcare and development of science. So um, it's not doomed. If we're not doomed, we just have to uh, focus uh, and use the right tools in education to make everyone aware of the importance of cooking and make the business of processed food just a little bit, you know, weaker than it is now because it's really dominating You know, a lot of fast food restaurants using many different colors in advertisements. Even those are uh, affecting us. Gravitate towards those uh, rather than just going to the farmer's market and and make a meal from scratch. It's better. That we, we see the colors. We walk by a McDonald's or a great fast food restaurant. Um, And we, we see colors, we see lights, we see all the beautiful photos, which I'm, I'm going to talk about in a minute. And it's really like it's a mass hypnosis. And with right education, this could be uh, suppressed a little bit and everyone would be more aware. So it's really good that you mentioned this. Uh, moving on. Tommy, what do you think of this topic and also... Do you cook for yourself? And what do you cook for yourself if you do? I would say I totally agree with Julia that uh, it's a big problem that a lot of people can't afford healthy food because healthy food is expensive. And I will always remember when watching documentaries or meeting with others, the kids who came from a more poor family, they always ate uh, chips and uh, drank soft drinks that uh, were full of sugar. And I never really understood it why and uh, basically because it's way cheaper because uh, it is full of uh, plastic and uh, the production of these foods uh, is basically, it's almost for free. Mass hypnosis is a thing, and we like seeing food. Fast food restaurants do this, but also every other restaurant and cookbooks and cooking channels do this. They make food prettier than it is, and we like seeing that. 
and we're getting hungry looking at them. But how do they do this? What are they doing in order to achieve everyone's hunger with their pictures and their videos? Well, first off, colors are really important. So obviously you cannot smell videos and pictures, but um, colors are the things that we, that our brain associates with food. So whenever we eat, we see many different colors of meats, of vegetables and fruits. And it's hardwired in us that, uh, that if we see uh, vibrant colors, we're, we're getting more hungry when it's a picture of food. It doesn't even have to be a picture of food. It could be just the logos of the fast food restaurants. And it's been shown that every fast food restaurant and uh, every uh, processed food brand operates with a lot of colors because we like seeing colors and colors get us hungry. Just imagine the beautiful uh, golden and red logo of McDonald's and you're already hungry and you want to get a quarter pounder because it's hardwired. And when people photograph food, when professionals do it, they, they, uh, they make it really saturated with colors. And also, another thing that's really important is the textures. Textures need to come along with the pictures. So whenever you see a picture of a hamburger, uh, like for example in a fast food restaurant, it's usually way better looking than it is in reality because they make every part of the burger uh, upright, beautiful and crunchy. So every different ingredient and part of the food should um, look uh, its best on the picture. Like a piece of lettuce on a food picture looks really crunchy, fresh and moist, which we subconsciously look for when we, when we eat vegetables. Like we need moisture, we need crunch on them and thus, you know, we, we need the vitamins, but we don't think of vitamins when we eat a piece of cucumber. We, we think of the, the hydrating qualities and the nice fresh taste of it. So that's basically the surface level explanation of how uh, pictures are hypnotizing us. And also the process of making food, which I already mentioned, is really important as well. Whenever we see how the food is made, we want it even more because we see what's getting into it and it's fun. It's entertaining to watch and we link these uh, entertaining time with the experience of eating food. A lot of restaurants have uh, kitchens that, are, uh, that can be seen uh, from the customer area. So that's, that's really important as well. And that's why cooking channels are so successful not mine, but everyone else's. So these are our beautiful things and we just need to be more aware about everything regarding food because it's a really important topic in our lives. What I was interested in is basically how, what's the weird part of eating. There were a big trend on YouTube around 2018 called Mugbang. It came from East Asia and the original purpose of these type of videos were that uh, 
someone ate food. That's all. Like nothing else happens in these videos. And it was made for people who live alone, but they wanted uh, company while they have their dinner. But then it evolved into something other and... Uh, After a time, it was just about how much food someone can eat or how bizarre food they eat. And it became really, how could I say nicely, disgusting, yeah. Usually Asians in these videos eat really weird food, at least for us from a more uh, Western world. Like, they eat a lot of live animal. And that's a bit scary for me. And yeah, like we eat oyster and other seafood alive, but they also eat uh, stuff like raw alive monkey brain or snake heart, which is still beating. Uh, one of the most brutal is alive baby mice. Jesus. They eat it like sushi. I thought you couldn't like bring any more weird things up but holy crap yeah and and yeah I guess I, I get it that they eat it raw but they don't kill these animals they eat them alive yeah um, it's really hard to understand this uh, phenomenon because yeah raw meat is good it could be good like your energy levels are instantaneously uh, skyrocketing if you eat like raw beef which is well uh, cured or from a well source because otherwise it could be really risky but eating things alive that's um, that's something that I don't really understand with my with my uh, western hard wires but You know, it's 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 good to um, explore different cultures when it comes to food, because uh, food is a really good marker and indicator of a culture, and what the people of this culture are like. So it's interesting, nonetheless, if you have a strong stomach. So that's it for today. I hope you guys are hungry now. Um, this is the sole purpose of this show. Uh, food is beautiful and everyone should cook more. So that's my final message. Thank you for listening to us. Have a great day or evening, wherever you are. Peace out. Bye. 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 Bye.